0: Welcome to Thursday and the August 13th, 2020 edition of the Charlottesville Community Engagement Newscast, a brief look into upcoming events and a few words about those that just happened. I'm your host, Sean Tubbs. Today's Patreon-fueled shout-out comes from an anonymous supporter who wants to say, we keep each other safe, wear a mask, wash your hands, and keep your distance. There were no major incidents marking the third anniversary of the Unite the Right rally in Charlottesville, but there were several peaceful commemorations, including a six-hour takeover of Market Street Park in an event known as Reclaim Seville. More than 30 faith leaders held a virtual interfaith service that reflected on the push to remove Confederate statues that led to violent clashes three years ago yesterday. Here's the preface from the Charlottesville Clergy Collective's service. In 2017, Charlottesville was buzzing with talk about the possibility of removing Confederate monuments in the city. Some argued that removing these statues were erasing our history. Others had no interest in valorizing the Confederate statues of Robert E. Lee or Stonewall Jackson in our parks or the Johnny Reb statue that stands in front of our county courthouse but they could not see how removing them would make a tangible difference in our fight for equality and justice. Still others called for these statues to be dismantled. However, hard conversations within the Charlottesville Clergy Collective opened our eyes and our hearts to better see and understand the destructive nature of these statues and monuments. The full 40-minute video of the Charlottesville Clergy Collective Service is available on YouTube. The University of Virginia will hold another town hall about reopening on Friday, and this time it will be for parents and families of returning students. Similar meetings were held this past week for staff and for the community at large. For an audio summary of the community town hall held on Monday, listen to the most recent episode of the Charlottesville Quarantine Report. One thing you'll hear on that program is Dr. Mitch Rosner explaining one way that UVA officials will monitor the student population for COVID. For the dorm buildings, we will be testing the wastewater effluent. The wastewater from buildings contains viral genetic material that can be detected by these PCR tests at a very high sensitivity. If we detect that a building's wastewater turns positive, We will go in and test all the students within that dorm to try to find people at the earliest stages that may be infected and then have the ability to isolate and quarantine those. The Charlottesville Redevelopment and Housing Authority's Board of Commissioners will welcome newcomers to the governance structure of the agency that owns and operates public housing in the city. The CRHA Board of Commissioners will hold a virtual work session beginning at 5 p.m. to be introduced to new executive director John Sales as well as two new commissioners. Sales started the job earlier this month after serving as the city's housing coordinator. Also being introduced are Lisa Green and Alilia Henry as the new commissioners. Green is at the end of 10 years of service as a city planning commissioner. Henry is a resident of CRHA housing. They're all joining the CRHA at a time when the first new public housing units are being constructed in a generation with the expansion of South 1st Street. Do you know how decisions are made about transportation projects in our area and how you can have your say? A good place to start is the public participation plan of the Charlottesville-Albemarle Metropolitan Planning Organization. That's a 13-page document that seeks to explain the process that decides what gets built and where. The MPO is seeking public comment on the draft through September 10th. The MPO Policy Board will vote on an updated plan on September 23rd. If you have any questions about the process, I'd love to hear them and potentially feature them in a future story. One recent decision on transportation was made by the Charlottesville City Council when they decided in July to move forward with a smart scale application to pay for changes to the intersection of Preston Avenue, Grady Avenue, and 10th Street. Here's city engineer Jack Dawson explaining to city council what this move meant on July 20th. What we've given to VDOT in this application is a description, is more of a narrative description of what we'd like to do to the intersection in regard to safety improvements, multimodal and pedestrian crossings. The city's place design task force will discuss the area at their first meeting since the pandemic began. That meeting begins at noon. Chair Mike Stoneking has sought a broader discussion of the Preston Avenue corridor, which has been redeveloping slowly. I produced a written report and podcast about Council's vote that may be of interest to anyone before that meeting begins at noon. The Charlottesville Police Civilian Review Board will meet virtually at 6.30 p.m. tonight and will begin by speaking with two members of the Virginia Legislative Black Caucus. The General Assembly will convene on August 18th for a special session that will include criminal justice reform. They will also discuss the board's status, the possibility of hiring an independent counsel, and the executive director position that will be filled in the near future. At 4 o'clock, Albemarle's Solid Waste Alternatives Advisory Committee will meet virtually at 4 p.m. Live Arts begins a four-night virtual run this evening of a presentation of In the Heights by the Live Arts Teen Theater Ensemble. In the Heights was written by Lin-Manuel Miranda, who is also the person behind Hamilton. Jessica Harris is the assistant director of the production. Our performances will be presented in a webinar style, which means you and hundreds of other audience members can watch the show live from your home without being seen or heard yourselves. To purchase your tickets, please visit livearts.org or call Daryl at the box office at 434-977-4177, extension 123. I've got my ticket. Before we close the show today, we have a small correction. In yesterday's edition, we incorrectly reported the organizers of a panel discussion on the Memorial to Enslaved Workers. The event was put on by the Virginia chapter of the American Institute of Architects. And that's it for the Thursday edition of the community engagement newscast and newsletter. We conclude by stating that as of this recording, the Seville STEM fundraiser is at $29,555 or very close to its goal of $30,000 to build boxes of scientific supplies for up to 2,100 students in Charlottesville city schools who otherwise would not have them at home. They're so very close to meeting this goal, and go look and see. And let's see if they've made it by the end of the day. I'm Sean Tubbs, the host of the Community Engagement Newscast, and if you would like to support this program, please consider a contribution through Patreon. Uh, We're hoping to build the audience as quickly as we can so we can continue to bring you news and information well into the future. Thanks for listening, and stay safe out there today.